Hey everybody, this is Dr. Sam Byrne and I'd like to welcome you to another iClarity podcast. I'm really glad to be here today and I wanted to start the show off by talking about something called ocular immune privilege. Now this is a a topic that not many people know about, although in the the research uh, world, uh, more and more scientists are looking at our immune system in our eyes. Certainly, a lot of the autoimmune diseases, inflammatory response diseases that we're involved with right now, uh, even things like cataracts and macular degeneration might benefit from understanding what this means, ocular immune privilege. So I'm going to try to explain it because I want to bring into uh, focus um, our own eye immune system and maybe things that we can do to to boost our immune system and maybe uh, prevent or slow down the, uh, the degradation of our eye health. So the ocular immune privilege is uh, described as an attempt uh, by the eye to limit uh, immune system and inflammatory responses. And in limiting the immune and inflammatory responses, this uh, phenomenon is called ocular immune privilege. And there are different uh, mechanisms that go on both in the eye and in the body. And while the immune privilege helps protect the eye from a day-to-day inflammatory uh, set of insults, um, there's not really a, a deeper understanding right now on the immune system response and how it may uh, affect our eyes. You know, we know as we age that there's a drying out process in our body. You know, when we're born, uh, we're about 90% uh, fluid. And as we grow up, uh, that turns into about 70% uh, water, which is in our body. And the eye also is made up of a lot of collagen and fascia and, you know, protein material. And a lot of eye problems really stem from the fact that our eyes don't get enough oxygenation and hydration. They basically dry out. And some of the most vulnerable areas would be the cornea, the lens, and the macula because they rely on their nutrient absorption indirectly because there are no blood vessels that that run right to these tissues. And so they're, they're ripe for developing metabolic waste and free radical damage. And you know, I've talked about this before. In one of the blogs that I wrote uh, a while back, which was published in Mind Body Green, I talk about something called the ocular microbiome, where their scientists now are studying the possibility that we have good bacteria in our eyes that keep us healthy. And You know, these are preliminary research studies, so there isn't a definitive, like, yes, we have ocular, uh, an ocular microbiome. We certainly have uh, an overall microbiome in our intestinal system, in our mouth, you know, in other mucous membranes. And that's been, you know, widely discussed both in the research world and in the the clinical 
world. So if we do, in fact, have an ocular microbiome, um, and that ocular microbiome could be part of what uh, is involved in our um, immune system response, some of the things that can affect our uh, ocular microbiome and our immune system response in the eye could be things like, um, you know, being exposed to um, uh, eye drops that actually dry the eyes even more. So these would be the eye drops that get the red out, um, even eye drops that are like long-term uh, steroids or antibiotics. Um, even systemic pharmaceutical drugs may cause blurred vision or dry eye. And it's one of the reasons why in my... Uh, you know, in my protocol that I really recommend, you know, things like homeopathic eye drops, MSM eye drops, um, you know, making sure you're getting enough antioxidants and phytochemicals in your diet, reducing visual stress, especially uh, in terms of the digital devices. Uh, you know, all of these things dry out your eyes, um, create a um, an imbalance in your ability to um, increase and absorb the phytochemicals and antioxidants that are very important, you know. And the last piece of this is the eye massage. And I feel that, you know, when people start lightly massaging their eyelids, they are actually stimulating their own immune system in their eye to work better. Uh, this increases the, the glands in the eye, the eyelids, to start perhaps producing more tears, and also increasing the blood circulation and the flow. And all of these things can increase our um, immune system response, reduce inflammation. And it's, um, you know, some self-help, self-regulatory practices that we can use to maybe stimulate more of a, a healthy immune response in our eyes instead of waiting until, you know, these diseases start surfacing where we get pain, inflammation, and this can turn into things like dry eye syndrome, cataracts, and macular degeneration, both the dry and the wet kind. So stay tuned to this idea of um, ocular immune privilege, improving the immune system in the eye. I think that research now is pointing to you know, questions on how can we improve our immune system you know, as we get older. So I want to bring in my first question today. This is from Linda, and she's writing uh, about a question linking periodontal disease and macular degeneration. She shares that um, she recently had surgery in her left eye for a macular hole and was told that she has macular degeneration in both eyes. And recently, her left eye developed a blockage. It's on the top part of the eye, uh, halfway down. Okay, and then she was also diagnosed with periodontal disease last year and had laser surgery on the top of the teeth. And she wanted to know that is there a connection between her dental health and her eye health? So let's start with the science. Uh, there was a Korean study done that links uh, periodontal disease to um, age-related macular degeneration. Now, this was a study that was done uh, specifically in the Asian population. Um, so it was a small study, but they definitely saw a connection between 
uh, PD and AMD, periodontal disease and age-related macular degeneration. I read a blog a while back on uh, the relationship between our dental amalgams and how that may be one of the contributing factors to floaters. And I have not found any research in the literature that connects those two things, although generally speaking, there have been some studies written about general oxidative stress, and there was actually a study that came out about cadmium exposure and different eye diseases. Uh, but in my clinical practice, I have definitely seen a correlation between dental health and eye health. And one of the things that I really recommend strongly is, if you can, to find a biological dentist. This is a dentist who's more holistic, who sees the teeth and the gums in relationship to the whole body and looking at nutrition, craniosacral therapy, using uh, you know acupuncture perhaps, uh, different um, modalities to help people improve uh, their dental health and prevent dental disease. And you know even things like vitamin C IV if you're going to get your amalgams out, uh, ozone therapy to try to save your teeth instead of doing, uh, damaging root canals. So I would say that, Linda, there is a correlation that I have seen. Uh, I'd like to, to uh, uh, recommend researchers to do more research in the relationship. Obviously, the mouth is the neighbor to the eyes, and the, the roof of the mouth is the floor of the orbit of the eye. And if you've got any infections going on in the teeth, it definitely could affect the eyes. If you've had you know, dental surgery, I would recommend getting uh, craniosacral therapy uh, to try to make sure that the jaw um, is able to come back to a, a, move, a moving place that's balanced. Uh, you know, when you have your mouth open for a long period of time or there's some invasive dental work that's done, it can definitely affect uh, your bite. And this can have an effect on your jaw, your the facial muscles, and even the extraocular muscles. So thank you so much for the question. I think it's a it's one that we need to know more about our relationship between our teeth and our eyes. All right, this next question comes from Susan, who's writing about her son. And her son is 58 years old, and he has a swollen optic nerve in his left eye and has lost most of the sight in that eye. The specialist said there was nothing more he could do. Is there anything I could recommend? Oh, yeah, there's lot, lots here, that uh, lots of terrain that we could explore with your son. So I'm going to give you uh, three things that um, you can do to enhance optic nerve health. Number one, I would recommend going to either a naturopathic doctor or a, a functional medicine doctor. And I would get tested in the following areas. Uh, heavy metal uh, toxicity, mold, uh, inflammation, especially in the gut. Um, and I would really uh, explore uh, adrenal health, thyroid health, um, and really get kind of a big picture on what's happening on an inflammatory response area in the systemic and metabolic endocrine health. Uh, number two, 
um, I would uh, explore with that um, if there's any uh, hints of things like, you know, MS or, uh, you know, any other autoimmune diseases that may be going on, even things like Lyme's disease. Um, these things need to be kind of uh, ferreted out to see what's going on in terms of our um, immune system and what we can do to boost the immune system. Okay, and number three, um, I would recommend doing my eye exercises. I would probably do the eye clarity program that would be for glaucoma. Um, these eye exercises that I've developed for optic nerve health really uh, include uh, additional ways to improve the eye circulation in the optic nerve. So the optic nerve is, I define it as our, uh, you know, uh, fiber optic pathway, the connection between the eyes back to the brain. And if we have an inflammation in the optic nerve, certainly it could be things like, you know, glaucoma or other vascular diseases. Lots of times, uh, there's a secondary uh, inflammatory response going on that's attacking the optic nerve, and this will affect the visual fields. Uh, so working on this systemically and metabolically and then functionally with the eye exercises could be very, very helpful. Obviously, some of the things the optic nerve needs in terms of its nourishment is lots of fats and oils, especially omega-3 fatty acids. Uh, these are usually reduced in people who have some kind of an optic, optic nerve um, problem. And whether you're vegan, vegetarian, or whether you're, you, know, you eat animal products, uh, omega-3 fatty acids are highly anti-inflammatory. And also, they're very helpful for boosting optic nerve health. I would, in, in addition, make sure you're getting a lot of carotenoids, uh, so your green leafy vegetables, the colorful vegetables, uh, add your berries, the blueberries, raspberries, strawberries. Uh, the berry family is really helpful in terms of improving your retinal circulation and ret retinal health. And then, of course, the eye exercises. So these would be the things that I would address. Uh, I think you need to go more holistic. Uh, and I think if you do that, I think you can find some benefits in reducing the inflammation around the optic nerve. And in doing that, that could actually bring back some of the visual field and some of your vision. So thank you for the question. Next question is from Mariana. And she's uh, reporting that her eyes are burning and her tears smell like ammonia. Also, she says her tear ducts seem to be clogged for some reason. What can she do? Well, thank you for the question. And uh, one of the first uh, things that I would look at is if you've been exposed to ammonium hydroxide solution or ammonia, ga ammonia gas, because these are very, the ammonia can be very corrosive and it actually closes down our cellular metabolism. So it's a very strong chemical. It sounds like you may have been exposed to some kind of chemical reaction. Uh, so this is where it gets interesting because, you know, as a kind of investigative doctor uh, detective, there's certain levels and layers and sequences in how you might approach 
detoxing, uh, first of all, detoxing, and then improving the energy flow to the eyes and the body. Again, uh, I would probably seek out a naturopathic doctor and get tested either through urine analysis, hair analysis, some kind of blood work, to see if, in fact, you were exposed to any chemicals. Um, you know, even in our cleaning uh, substances around the house, I only use essential oils uh, these days. So I'm using essential oils or apple cider vinegar, and I have thrown out all the chemicals that you know are in all our house cleaning uh, substances. It's amazing how toxic those things are. I remember going to visit my mom one time and opening up the, the pantry, and she had her cleaning uh, substances in there. And I said, Mom, you got to throw all this stuff out. It is so toxic. And she wasn't aware of that at all. <clears throat> and I got her into using um, essential oils in her cleaning, and it made a world of difference. So we, we have so much toxicity in our world these days, uh, the exotoxins, um, even being exposed uh, to things like pesticides. Um, so when we've got this kind of really intense situation going on, it's a, it's a red flag that we need to clean up our outer environment. And in cleaning up our outer environment, then we can clean up our inner environment. I would probably start in by doing uh, some uh, MSM eye drops, um, doing... I would probably do the protocol, eye clarity protocol for dry eye. This would help improve your eye circulation. You know, the eye exercises are so proactive and they're so helpful on a functional level to change your current situation. And it can be pretty immediate. So uh, adding the eye drops with the eye exercises and then working with it systemically to improve your, um, you know, systemic health would be really uh, the way that I would go with this. And it's going to be a process. You know, you're probably going to go through a bit of a detox and have your holistic doctor check your adrenals, your thyroid, your hormonal health. Uh, you know, these are all secondary factors that don't allow you to detox if you've been exposed to different chemicals and, uh, you know, toxic toxic products like you may have been um, exposed to. Okay, well, Mariana, thank you so much for the question. All right, the last question for day, today is from Virginia, and she's asking about um, a friend of hers who's got some hemorrhaging in her retinas, and they've ruled out diabetes, uh, TB, and other known ca causes. They put her on steroids, but she has seen no improvement. What else can she try since the medical doctors seem out of options? All right, so with any retinal vascular disease, the first place that I look is systemic inflammation. Uh, so I would look for things like, um, again, pharmaceutical drugs that you may be taking, um, inflammatory responses in the gut, um, especially... Um, if you're not absorbing your foods very well, and I would take a look at, you know, what is the diet? Um, I would certainly move to an anti-inflammatory plant-based uh, diet with lots of probiotics and pre-probiotics. Uh, I think that 
this would be a first first place that I would I would look uh, because in in reducing inflammation, um, the eyes are have so much vascular uh, innervation. You know, I've showed pictures uh, of the eyeball and how much vascularization it has. And if we have a weakening of the blood vessels in the eye, it's meaning that we're not getting proper oxygenation and hydration there. And it could be that uh, inflammation is part of the reason why, so that the, the retina is trying to create new blood vessels as a way to you know, get the nutrients into the retina. But in creating those new blood vessels, they're usually very uh, fragile, and this is what creates the hemorrhaging. Obviously, I would take a look at your blood sugar levels, even though diabetes has been ruled out. Um, you know, even eating things like lots of dairy can spike your insulin levels. Um, and, you know, sugar, sugar is laced in almost every food that we're eating, especially if it's processed foods. So I would really be determined about uh, cutting out gluten, dairy, and sugar. And, um, you know, the diet is so important in terms of our eye health. The second thing I would do is maybe employ an acupuncturist and maybe go get some acupuncture to see if you could uh, increase the energy flow throughout the whole body and the eyes. You know, Chinese medicine is such a great way to um, improve our health, uh, but what happens in Chinese medicine is we're not really addressing the symptoms, you know, and we're not treating the disease or we're not in the fix-it model. It's more of a wellness-based paradigm. The third thing I would do is in your eye nutrients, I would include things like taurine and bilberry, uh, quercetin, glutathione. Um, these are really important um, antioxidants uh, for the eyes. Uh, I would also make sure you're getting loads of carotenoids, lutein, zeaxanthin, astaxanthin, um, and um, depending on whether you smoked or you didn't smoke, uh, if you didn't smoke, I would use vitamin A, so include that in your nutrient uh, cocktail, whether you do an eye supplement and or foods, uh, vegetables, colorful, the rainbow diet. Um, I think that uh, the other thing that I would suggest is in the eye clarity program, I would uh, work with, uh, even though you don't have diabetic retinopathy, I would work with that particular uh, set of exercises uh, because those help improve eye circulation and reduce visual stress. I think that's uh, critically important right now because the higher your stress level is in your eyes, uh, the more hemorrhaging you might be getting. So this is a condition where you want to uh, look at the systemic and metabolic reasons why the eyes are showing this pattern. And then you can slowly add in some eye things to help uh, support your eyes to, uh, to be healthier. The last thing that I would recommend would probably be my 5% MSM eye drops with eye massage. I would start it off with once a day and then maybe increase to twice or three times a day. Again, MSM can burn a little bit, but that's not a bad thing. That means that the, the circulation is in the blood flow is, is a bit congested. And so by you know, using the eye drops uh, just a little bit at a time, uh, you can neutralize the burning. We get the benefits of MSM, which is uh, 
reducing inflammation in the eye, helping the eyes become more moist, uh, detoxing, and so on. So it's definitely a, um, a tough one, and it's scary because, you know, just taking steroids and when the specialist says there's nothing more you can do, well, there's a lot you can do, and, and I would follow me. Um, I talk a lot about improving eye circulation and hydration and oxygenation. And uh, as you keep studying my, my work, um, some things will come to you that will really be helpful. Well, that's our show for today. Wow, it just went by with a blink in the eye. And I want to thank you for tuning in, supporting me, and putting this information out there. And um, folks, take good care. And until next time, see you around. You're listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsamburn.com. The Byrne Method is a trademarked signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Byrne's information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.